Good morning. Oh, it is good to be back in worship with you all. After taking an entire month away, as many of you heard, my wife Sarah and I gave birth, well, she gave birth, <clears throat> not me. I was there, I fell asleep for part of it, but was up most of the time. Uh, to our second daughter on July 29th, and could you turn me down just a little? Perfect. Great. And Sarah and I, we are both grateful to God for the birth of Ingrid Amelia Jones. Woo! We're so thankful for your support and your prayers and your love. Sarah and I recognize just how incredibly blessed we are. Not to say that we're not just a little bit tired, of course. Having two is a lot harder than having one. I know I keep saying this to people, but nobody ever said it to me. I thought that one could watch the other, but Nora's only 20 months. I'm sure it'll be easier when they're teenagers, right, John? Well, joking aside, I've been thinking a lot about time lately, thinking about how quick and how fast my daughters are going to grow up. That's something that Sarah and I realize as we watch how quickly Nora is growing. Life moves pretty fast. Scripture says we are but a vapor here today and gone tomorrow. Of course, that is what we are compared to the eternal God. And for us mortals who are but a vapor, that makes the present moment so much more important. That's all we really ever have, right? The present moment. Here, now, today. That's what Hebrews is talking about when it says, Today, if you hear God's voice, do not harden your heart. Meaning that if the time is now, and the time is always now, by the way, if you hear the voice of God, do not harden your hearts, O oh, you vapor. Life is far too short. Hearing God's voice, of course, is not easy with all the noise that's going around us. And hearing his voice is especially difficult with our proclivity towards self-obsession. But make no mistake, friends, God has spoken. And as Hebrews warns us, God once spoke to the Israelites too. But they did not listen. It was in the time of the Exodus, with Egypt behind them, Israel was on the brink of finally finally entering into the promised land. So the Lord tells Moses to send spies out on ahead to scout out the land. But when the spies come back, the report they give is demoralizing. We came to the land which you sent us, the spies say in Numbers 14. It flows with milk and honey, yet the people who live there are strong. 
and the towns are fortified and very large. And besides that, we saw descendants of Anak there. Deuteronomy tells us that the descendants of Anak are giant, large people. So the land is is beautiful, it's perfect, but it's ruled by massive giants. After hearing the report, the Israelites refuse to move forward. They say, let's pick a new leader and head back to Egypt. And chaos erupts in the camp. In the midst of all of this, God shows up enraged because of their disbelief and after everything that he has done for them, the ten plagues, the crossing of the Red Sea, defeating Pharaoh, the giving of the law, and now the people, after hearing this report, want to go back to Egypt. They aren't listening to what God said when he told them, I'm going to take care of you. I've got this. So in his anger, God tells Moses in Numbers 14, 12, I will strike the Israelites with pestilence and disinherit them. God is fed up with his people. And remember, friends, this is not the first time that they have doubted and rebelled against God after he has delivered them, after everything he has done for them. How quickly the human heart goes astray. But Moses steps up forward. God wants to wipe the Israelites out. And Moses, even though he was just fired by these people, he intercedes on their behalf. God, forgive these people according to your love. And God responds. I do forgive, just as you have asked. Nevertheless, as I live, none of the people who have seen my glory in the signs that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have yet tested me these ten times and have not obeyed my voice, none of them shall see the land that I swore to their ancestors. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me wholeheartedly, I will bring into the land, and his descendants shall possess it. None of them get to go in. And from this moment on, the people wandered for 40 years as their punishment. Only their children, along with Caleb and Joshua, would enter the promised land. Our text This morning, the bulk of which is actually a quotation from Psalm 95. And Psalm 95 is a poetic rendering of this story from Numbers 14. So it's kind of like a text within a text. That's an Inception joke. Or is that the name of the movie? Yeah, okay, thank you. The authors of Hebrews is offering the church the exact same warning as Psalm 95. Oh, today, if you hear the voice of God, do not harden your heart. Do not be like the Israelites who missed out on what God had in store for them. Because as God says, they did not 
listen to my voice. It's hard to listen to the voice of God when you're paralyzed by fear or anger or bitterness or disappointment. The Israelites were beyond disappointed when they came to the promised land after everything that they had been through, only to find that it is fortified and ruled by giants. The level of fear and despair was so intense that they wanted to turn around and head right back into slavery. Fear is the road that leads to disbelief and a hardened heart. But take care, brothers and sisters, Hebrews tells us, that none of you may have an evil, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but exhort one another every day as long as it is called today. Tend to your heart, Hebrews tells us. Tend to your heart. We live in a culture today where we stress tending the heart in a different kind of way. A couple of doctors in the audience here. Medically, the heart is something that we monitor closely. And we know we ought to orient our lives in such a way to have a healthy heart. And we do this through exercise, a healthy diet, eating gross food like broccoli and kale, checking our blood pressure regularly, All of this because we know that if we don't have a healthy heart, we could die. The heart is vital for life. This is why scripture uses the language of the heart to describe our stance before God. A heart not yet bound to Jesus could be called an uncircumcised heart, according to Romans 2.29. Ezekiel says God will remove Israel's heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. In John's gospel, those who are blind to Jesus have hardened hearts because they fail to understand. In our text this morning, the one with the unbelieving heart is the one who turns away from the living God. The one who misses out on what God has in store for you. So for the sake of life, for the sake of love, Tend to your heart. Listen to God as long as it is called today. What is the condition of your heart? What is the condition of your heart spiritually? Are you hardened before God right now? Or is it soft like that sponge that Tom used? The hardened heart does not lead to redemption and it does not lead to relationship, friends. 
Hebrews commands us to exhort one another every day so that we may not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. No heart hardens faster than the heart that refuses community. The heart that refuses to be real with people. Encourage one another every day. God is commanding us to do this. I want you to catch this, okay? This is really important. If we are told to hear the voice of God every day, listen to the voice of God, while at the same time we are told to encourage one another every day, if we put this system together, if we are encouraging one another every day, reminding each other of the goodness of God, talking about the voice of God, speaking the gospel to one another, sharing hope, sharing love, and if that's happening every day, don't we each have the opportunity to hear from the voice of God through each other every day? to speak the words of life to one another. So why don't we? Perhaps this is why for so many, God is silent. Because we shy away from speaking his love to one another. God wants to encourage someone through you every day. There should not be a day in your life where you don't find someone and lift their spirits up to God. There should not be a day in any of our lives where that doesn't happen. It's important to note that Hebrews identifies the deceitfulness of sin as that which hardens hearts. The Greek word for deceitful here means to mislead or lure. In other words, sin is deceitfully attractive. Oftentimes, the life other than God has for us is deceitfully attractive. But it does not lead to life. Going back to Egypt for Israel was deceitfully attractive in the face of giants. After the spies gave their report about the promised land and the people began to rebel, it was Caleb and Joshua who were among the spies that spoke up, that attempted to exhort and encourage the people of God. If the Lord is pleased with us, Caleb and Joshua say, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. Only, friends, do not rebel against the Lord, they tell them. And do not fear the people of the land, for they are no more than bread to us. Their protection is removed from them. The Lord is with us. Do not be afraid, Caleb and Joshua tell the people. And they're, they're merely reminding the folks what God had already said he was going to do. They are just recalling the promises of God. That's what it means to speak life to one another in the midst of fear and despair. Speaking the promises of God. 
But the people didn't listen. They hardened their heart and they did not believe. Hebrews calls us partners with Christ. And it is his voice we are seeking to hear. In John chapter 10, Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. And he says, the sheep know the voice of their shepherd and they follow him. They do not follow the stranger. If you don't know where to turn in the midst of all of the noise, all of the chaos that seems that's going on in our world right now, seek after the voice of Jesus. Find his words and scripture and repeat them in your heart. When fear rises, listen to the promises of Jesus. When despair abounds, hear the words of love and the coming of God's kingdom. So today, as long as it is called today, listen for the voice of Jesus. Speak those words of love, beauty, and justice to one another, and do not harden your heart. Let's pray. Oh God, how grateful we are that you have spoken entirely and completely in the person of Jesus Christ. In his life, in his love, in his blood, in his resurrection. God, you have shown us your love. You have shown us that you are for us so, Lord, empower us and help us to be for you. Soften our hearts before your throne this morning, O oh God. Amen.